Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The goal of this podcast is to help men find and fulfill their purpose. I'm going to help them be good, strong leaders, good, strong men, good male role models in their communities. I'm going to do that by having conversations. I'm going to invite guests on. I'm going to ask our guests, what is your purpose? What do you think your purpose ought to be? How did you find that purpose? And what do you do? Every single day, how did you get up, get after it, and go and fulfill that purpose? Uh, today, uh, we don't have a guest on. Um, we were slated to have one on, and uh, some things got mixed up. So uh, no guest today, and it, I promise when I say it's going to be a short episode, I mean it this time. Um, I'm sure I'll find a way to make it go on forever. But uh, yeah, no guest today. I hope to have some guests soon. Uh, the just one guys, I've got to get them back on again. Uh, I got some other guys that I would like to have on as well. So um, we'll get you guests, guests back on. I know I make some promises, sometimes empty, but um, I'll get the guests coming. Uh, today we're going to have to do a solo episode. Like I said, it's going to be short. Uh, man, my week is going pretty well. Um, yeah, everything's going pretty well this week. I think I did a yes or no last week. We're not going to go that route because I have a couple things that I want to talk about. And uh, you should actually get some real effort out of me this week. Um, I guess so. But uh, no, we'll actually talk about a couple real topics. Um, number one, guys, just a, a PSA. Um, go do some work this season. Do some work this season. Uh, go get out there and... Uh, Separate yourself from everybody else that, that chooses this season to uh, to get fat and to be lazy uh, and to sit on the couch. Um, you know, a lot of people do that uh, in the fall and in the holidays and stuff like that. Uh, go separate yourself. It's called separation season for a reason. Um, we're rhyming today, but uh, go go get out there and get after it, guys. I am uh, I'm hitting it. I'm hitting it very, very hard this season. I've got a baby due in March. Um, Come hell or high water, there's going to be some goals that are achieved over the next couple of months. Um, there is, everybody keeps telling me, <laughs> it's very funny just the different strategies that I'm taking. We'll see if it works out. But um, everybody keeps telling me, oh, get your sleep now, get your sleep now. I'm taking the opposite approach. Um, sleeping a good amount, you know, I slept in on Saturday, slept till about six in the morning this morning. Um, I'm not sleep deprived, but I'm definitely taking the opposite approach where, uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to run myself pretty ragged the next couple months and get some stuff done. And then hopefully by the time baby Rousher gets here, uh, I'll just be used to not having as much sleep. And you know, my plan is that even if, uh, even if baby cries all the time, it's still going to be like a breath of fresh air because I've been so busy, uh, throughout these next couple months. That's, that's my strategy. Um, I implore, I implore you to join me in that and, uh, to, to go grind, uh, shout out to my boy, Eli Rohde, uh, that listens to the podcast, uh, saw him getting some work in, getting some work in this week and, uh, making some small, some small changes that are going to add up eventually. So, uh, I know you're going to listen to this, so just keep grinding that. And, uh, as always my guy, Brett, um, Brett's always hitting it hard. Brett takes separation season very seriously, uh, as do I. So guys go out there and, and, uh, really hit it hard. Leave, leave it all on the mat for 2023. I know, um, you hear, you hear a lot of those motivational things and you may have a tendency to shrug them off. Uh, and I, and I did and do for, you know, a long time. Um, 
it's like uh yeah okay leave it all on the mat for 2020 whatever dude you're just motivational and you know way too intense but no man i i I live that now and it's helped me a lot um you know a lot of people when they don't like those motivational sayings or um when they when they kind of roll their eyes at stuff like that it's because it uh it makes them feel like they're not doing enough and i'm here to tell you that uh you're probably not doing enough because i know i wasn't uh in a lot of ways i'm still not so go out there and do more do more do more work get after it um that's not what we're going to talk about today actually um oh let's see brain's not working um so i want to talk about a little idea that um i'm not prepared for this per usual (gasps) yeah i know everybody's surprised um that i'm not prepared uh but this topic kind of came up today um and it it was kind of funny when this topic entered my brain whatever topic i was going to talk about completely left because i was like okay well you you had this plan that you were going to talk about this you know all week because i had something lined up then we had a guest on and then so i kind of forgot about it but then this topic entered my brain and i couldn't even remember what i was going to talk about so uh i think this is something that we need to I need to discuss at the very least, but something that I feel like is important today at Sunday school, it is Sunday. I'm re- recording this on the same day I'm releasing it because I'm a procrastinator. Uh, but Sunday, we we talked a little bit about service, um, service in, in, in Sunday school. And I'm not going to get into kind of the biblical stuff. Um, I, I tend to not intentionally stay out of that. I just don't know much about it. And uh, the lesson was good i just don't have much to say on it um but i want to talk about tactically um in your relationships in your life uh kind of the uh the the trade of service how do i how do i put this the economy of service i guess um it's something that has been kind of new to me over the past year or so um it's something that i think i always kind of inherently knew um just watching the way people interacted uh, and it's something that I've done wrong. It's something that I've done right. It's something that I plan to do better. Uh, and it's something that I'm sure I'll fail on in the next couple of years. But how to use this, uh, this not use, use sounds bad, but how to analyze and perform well in this economy of service that we have right now. What do I mean by that? Well, what do I mean by service? Number one, I mean, sacrificing a little part of yourself sacrificing something that's important to you in service to somebody else this could be uh taking your time to help them stack firewood this could be taking your time to cook them dinner it could be uh going and helping them do something else around the house it could be uh giving your services whatever your quote unquote services are for free Um, I'm not going to, uh, kind of, I don't, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to categorize this in terms of like money in exchange. I think that's that you can have money in exchange for services. Obviously we say here are my services and you give me money that sets it up as a little bit more economics than what I want to. I'm talking about service where you don't necessarily get paid right then and there. I'm talking about your neighbor comes over and says, Hey, Um, do you mind helping me load this couch? Hey, uh, do you mind watching my dog? That kind of service. Um, 
it's important. It's very, very important. And it's it, it, a lot of that is what holds society up. What holds society together is, is people serving one another, uh, people choosing to sacrifice little bits of themselves for other people. Um, you can obviously the Christian ties with this. You can obviously see the Christian ties with this. Uh, you know, Jesus served um, on the cross, paying for all the sins, and we're supposed to follow in his image. You get it. Most of you do. Um, if you don't, I'm not the most prepared to dive into depth beyond what I just said. Um, but I do have a lot of experience with this worldly economy of service, as I call it. Um, you know, I'm big on service. I not and this isn't to say that I'm big on serving one another but I understand the importance of it and I understand this this willingness to give up a piece of yourself um to benefit somebody else now I'll caveat this with saying that I'm a pretty selfish person uh I'll admit that openly is that I'm a pretty selfish person I can be uh very self-centered I can, uh, yeah, I can be very self-centered if it doesn't benefit me. I just, I don't necessarily have much interest in it. Um, sometimes, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, uh, it's, it's big with, uh, it's big with like, uh, money stuff, you know, um, DL needs this, that's X amount of dollars. And I'm like, man, I, I don't know that we can spend that kind of money. And then I look and it's like, well, you bought this pocket knife, you bought this tool, uh, you bought this ammo, you bought this, this, and these headphones all within the past month. And that's literally like triple the cost of what she needs. And I'm still like begrudging about it. You know, like, she needs this really, you know? Um, and that's something that I'm trying to work on. I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit. I typically take care of my wife. <laughs> uh, but imagine if it's like that for my wife. Uh, I, I do like giving gifts. Um, I communicate a lot in gifts and I think gifts, uh, can be a form of service. Uh, I like to receive gifts, um, quite a bit. I don't know anybody who just doesn't like to receive gifts. I, actually, I, I might know a few, but, um, that doesn't like to receive gifts, but I'm a pretty self-centered person. Regardless, I, I understand the need. I understand the need to serve others. And I like to think that I do it when the time is right. I like to think that I serve others in my own unique way. Uh, sometimes I've been told that a lot of times my service is displayed in the fact that I just tell people the truth a lot. Um, the people know that when they come to me, they get what I really think. They know that when they come to me, that I'm not going to hide any facts that I see. I'm not going to pull any punches, you know, accountability, um, holding people to the standard that I think that they have for themselves or, a standard that I think is right to me. I've talked, you know, a thousand times about how I think that might be a service. How I think that I feel like I'm serving others and it does take time out of my day. You know, I have to, it takes bandwidth out of my memory. I have to remember that you said you were going to go to the gym this day. I have to remember that. If I don't remember that, then I can't hold you accountable to it. So that takes up bandwidth in my brain. And I have to think about, you know, oh, they said they were going to go to the gym. Now, not trying to put my own tires. I'm just trying to highlight a couple of ways that I feel like I try to incorporate service into my life and that you can incorporate service into your life. Um, time is, is oftentimes not something I'm willing to 
give to service. Um, and that should change a little bit, but I do a lot of stuff. Got a lot of stuff going on. So if you know the service is, hey, come take three or four hours out of your Saturday and come do this, the answer oftentimes for me will probably be no. Um, or it'll it'll be tough to say yes. <laughs> That'll be a real sacrifice. Um, if you get time out of me, um, now this was not in the past. It was just because I was selfish. In the past, I just didn't want to give anybody my time. It was all about me. Um, or I was lazy, didn't want to do anything that required the time. But now it's like, it's like, dude, I I don't have three hours. I really don't. Um, now I don't like that phrase. It's I've got my own stuff going on within that three hours. It would really make my week very difficult if I had to give you three. Like if I had to give somebody three hours on a Wednesday, it would be very tough. Or a Sunday. If I had to give somebody three hours on a Sunday, it's... I would have to majorly shift my week and it would almost, I would almost just have to say no. Uh, if you told me Sunday morning, Hey, I need three hours every time. It would have to be a significant thing that you needed uh, for me to give three hours of my Sunday. My Sunday is probably my busiest day. Um, but that service doesn't have to be in the form of time. Service can be any, anything in which you sacrifice for me. Um, I'm probably a lot more willing to sacrifice dollars than I should be, to be honest with you. Um, I'm probably a lot more willing to buy people gifts. <laughs> uh, part of me, because I'm a little bit lazy. Uh, but where I am willing to go the extra mile is, like I said, that accountability, that that uh, talking with people about things, that having conversations, being invested in other people's lives on a on a very uh, thoughtful level. That's that's where I really like to serve. Anyway, um, service is important and. There's kind of this, when I say an economies of service, it's not even like bartering, you know, uh, I actually have a story where, uh, you know, if, if he ever listens to this, it'll be cool. But, um, I don't even know that I've told him about the podcast yet, but I ran into a neighbor. He's not really a neighbor neighbor. He's a, a neighborhood neighbor. I, I walk around the neighborhood a lot. Um, and it's kind of funny because people, I'm pretty sure people think that I never quit walking around the neighborhood just cause I do it all at different times. So, for example, I'll go out walking at nine o'clock in the morning. You know, when I work from home, it may be that I go get a lift in, I jump on at six, and then uh, at nine o'clock, I take me an hour walk, and then at two o'clock, I may take me an hour lock, or hour walk, or and then the next day, it's like, oh, I'm working from home again, but I don't have time until noon, and so I go and I take a walk. And so, like some of these old people are like, do you just walk all the time? Like, is that just what you do? Is just walk twenty four seven? And it's because I'm like at different times of the day, you know, um, they think I'm out there for three hours or I'll do it twice in one day and wear the same clothes. So, or, or wear different clothes that throws them for a loop too. um, where I'll go at nine in the morning and then I'll go at one o'clock in the afternoon. Cause I've got to get my 75 hard walks in. Anyway, I'm always walking around the neighborhood. And so I meet people that aren't necessarily my neighbors, but are extended neighbors as you might call them. Uh, and I met this guy and we got to talking and I asked him if he needed help unloading his couch. And at first he had said, no, no, no. And then luckily I had my headphones in, but I looked back at him and he raised his hand and he was like, Hey, actually, yeah, I kind of need help. Um, so he said no. And then he said yes. And so, uh, I went and I helped him unload this couch. It was, it was light, but awkward. Um, it was in a couple pieces and it was actually built pretty light. So it wasn't too bad. Uh, but helped him unload this couch and we got to talking and, uh, told him who I worked for and he'd had a bad experience with who I worked for, but that's not uncommon. 
And somehow he got on the topic that he has this fridge that he's trying to get rid of. And I'm like, well, how much do you want for your fridge? I need a beer fridge. Um, everybody needs a beer fridge. So, and not even a beer fridge. What I'm most excited for it is that uh, I mean, I get to use it when I'm processing meat and have it as like a holdover fridge for all my meat um, to keep my meat cold. It's got a full freezer that I can put my meat in uh, to keep my meat cold. I'm very excited about that, but uh, maybe even hang it. Um, I can bring it in and, and hang the meat and let it dry before I process it. I'm very excited about that. Uh, but he, uh, he basically, he was like, dude, I, he said, I tell you what, if, uh, if, uh, you help me move this couch in, we'll do the fridge and he helped me move the fridge in. And you see how this went, you know, you see how this started. Um, that was kind of more of a bartering type of service. Um, that was more of a, Hey, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Um, it's kind of like that. Service is generally kind of like that. Um, it's typically on a more elongated time scale. You know, I helped him, he helped me, and then I helped him again all within the same day. But uh, where service, the economies of service really shines is over, you get that over the course of years um, where you say, okay, I've helped you do something. You helped me do something. We learn a little bit about each other when we do this thing. Then I help you do something. Then you help me do something. Then I help you do something. And then you help me do something. Uh, and then we've got what we call a friendship. Uh, maybe eventually that steps up to a brotherhood. And then you might be family. Um, these, to me, are levels of service. Um, and and I, this is kind of a, a hierarchy that I didn't even think of. And as you can tell, I don't have this completely fleshed out in my brain yet. But uh, almost to me, a lot of people... Look at it in, you know, relationships uh, as far as um, what those terms mean. You know, a friend, an acquaintance, uh, family, you know, family is this or family is that. To me, I almost look at them as in hierarchies of service. Um, how have people served me? How have I been able to serve other people? How is that reciprocated? And at what hierarchy are you? Um, you know? Are we at the family level of service? My parents, obviously, they served me for 18 years. Obviously, I'm going to be able to hopefully serve them for the rest of their lives. Um, that's family, my brothers and sisters. They've served me in some capacity for a very long time. Uh, they've, I've served them in a certain capacity for quite a while. Uh, and it's not even necessarily what has happened, but what are the expectations to happen? Um, you know, there's a high level of expectation for my family for service. Uh, in some areas, you know, I've got extended family that there's almost no expectation for service. I don't expect anything out of them. They don't expect anything out of me. Um, they're almost not even considered friends to me. And I know that sucks to hear, uh, but it's like, to me, I traffic in the in this hierarchy of service. Where are we expected to serve one another? Um, it makes a lot of sense to me. And this it's not to say that it's reciprocal. And, and so let's get back to the definition of service. You shouldn't expect something back for your service. Um, it, it's almost... I don't think you should expect something back for your service because that's not service. That's like bartering. Uh, but to me... What I like about service is there is almost this expectation. Um, this is how people kind of coexist is I do something for you. 
maybe later on you do something for me. Um, it's it's a level of of risk taking, honestly. Uh, and and you know, it's kind of almost the, the marriage is a good form of service as well because a lot of people think that marriage is reciprocal. You're giving your life to this person, and they're giving their life to you. And the moment that, that stops, you're no longer married. That's that's incorrect. Um, you're giving you're giving your life to this person regardless of whether they're giving your life to you. But there is kind of this expectation that they're doing the same. It's like you're not allowed to have the expectation, but it's there. And I don't really know how to square that circle. Uh, I don't know how to square that circle. I would be lying to you if I told you that I had this all figured out. But that's the same way that it is with service. It's saying, hey, look, um, I just met you. I don't know you very well, but I'm going to do something for you in hopes that maybe we become friends, in hopes that uh, maybe you do something for me eventually. And that something could be something as simple as being my friend. You know, uh, to, it, you know it's almost like, uh, to me, it, you should never, it, it, to me, it's almost like you should never give, like service should always be given. And the only expectation should be like the lowest form of service in your mind. Like, like how, how do I, how do I put this? I don't know. Um, because there shouldn't be any expectations on service and i apologize i don't have this completely worked out and i hope to work it out soon over the next couple solo episodes maybe not uh sequentially but over a few solo episodes i hope to work this out but there shouldn't be an expectation for service but there is there's like a societal expectation of service you should do it without the expectation i should go over and i should help my neighbor move his couch without any expectation from him, especially without any payment, um, without any payment. But when I go back to him and I ask him, Hey dude, I really need you to let my dogs out or I need you to, uh, grab them and put them back in. Uh, there is kind of that expectation there. It's like, I didn't do that for that expectation, but it's a societal expectation of, Hey man, we're cool now. Now I can ask you to do this certain thing. Um, there is an expectation, but there isn't. You shouldn't serve with those expectations in your heart, and you definitely shouldn't um, hold people to those. You shouldn't hold things over people for sure. Um, and I don't, I don't know how to square that. Like I, I don't, I don't know how to tell you um, how to think about that because you you shouldn't only help people in expectation of being helped. But that's also how society works: is you help somebody. And eventually, hopefully, they help you as well. Uh, and maybe, at, you know, if you continually, tirelessly help this person and you're not getting anything out of it, you say enough is enough uh, because they're just simply not grateful for it. Or your time can be spent better helping somebody else that is at least willing to to help back, um, That is that is willing to take and be grateful for those contributions that you're making to their life. So... As far as the mentality when you serve and as far as how service is an economy, I don't have all that worked out yet. And I would be lying to you if I told you that I did. But one thing that I really want to hit on in we're already at 23 minutes. I'm doing very well. Uh, either that or I'm just rambling very awfully. One of the two. Um, one of the things that I really want to hit on is this, this willingness to be served. Uh, this willingness to be served. So... For me, I've always been a little bit selfish, and I 
Just said that. Fully willing to admit that. Always been a little bit selfish. Um, I'll ask people to help me, and when it comes time to help them, I'm like, man, do I really have to do that? Yes, you do. Um, and you should do it with excitement, and you should do it with the same level of standards that you had at your house. If somebody comes over and helps me cook, uh, I'm bad. I'm really bad about being in the kitchen and having somebody at my house to relax and being like, hey, man, can you can you do this real quick? Uh, hey, man, can you grab this real quick? And I say I'm bad about it. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. Like, um, I do this to my buddies quite often where it's like I'm cooking everybody a meal, but I'm I'm rushed a little bit and or maybe not rushed, but I'm late. And it's like, hey, man, I need you to shred this cheese or something like that. I'm pretty bad about asking people to do that. Uh, and then when I get to somebody else's house and it's time to do something, then I'm like, oh, I'm here to relax, you know, like I'm not at my house. I don't want to do work. And that's very bad of me, but I've been very selfish. Um, so I need to learn better how to serve with kind of a, an open heart and to do it willingly. And part of what's been helping me change that is that this act of service is people putting skin. Uh, this is going to sound weird, but it's people putting skin in your game. So there's a book called Skin in the Game, and I'm not even going to pretend that I understand it. And I think that's why I like it so much. I think that's why I quote it is because I don't understand it um, hardly at all. But uh, it's a really, really good book. Um, it talks about people putting themselves at risk uh, for others, putting themselves at any sort of risk for others and people uh, having something to lose for the sake of others. And that's really what service is. So I want to I want to draw you a picture. Let's say, let's say that um, your grandma wants to take everybody out for dinner. She wants to take everybody out for dinner, or uh, you've got a family member. Let's say not even your grandma. Let's say you've got an uncle who has been. He's not doing very well. He's not doing very well, or he wasn't for the last couple of years, and. Uh, you know, maybe about six months ago, he got himself a new job. He got himself straight. Uh, he's living in a decent house. He's finally, finally getting his life together. And in service to everybody else that helped him out, he wants to take everybody from everybody out for dinner. What's the dynamic here? Number one, he's acknowledging that you have skin in his game. He's acknowledging that he's put yourself at risk for him or that you have put yourself at risk for him. You've done this. You maybe cooked him dinner. You've let him sleep on your couch. Uh, you helped him find an apartment, whatever it might be. He's saying, hey, look, you have all put skin in my game. And uh, right now, I can't repay you all in that way. Maybe because, maybe because you don't need it. Maybe maybe you don't need that kind of service right now. Maybe you're squared away. You've had a job for a while. You don't need a couch to sleep on. But I've got a little bit of cash. I've been saving up. I've been saving up for this. Uh, what I want to do is I want to repay that skin that you put in my game by getting this money that I saved up that you know I don't have a lot of. Uh, and I want to spend that money on you. I want to take you out to dinner uh, so that you know, so that you can be repaid for the skin that you've put in my game and so that now I can put skin in your game. This this skin, this money that I've got that I literally, my, my skin, <laughs> let's say he works a manual labor job. He went out there and earned blisters uh, or got blisters to earn that money so that he can buy you dinner. Um, he's trying to put skin in your game. He's saying, look, this is part of me. 
I'm giving it to you. Okay. Um, there's a certain amount of pride that goes into that of him saying, I'm good now. I've got it. I want to, I want to give it back to you. Uh, so it's building up his pride, his self-esteem. Uh, there's also, you know, you may be thinking, oh, he's still not there yet. Or man, I've got money. Um, I don't need to take his money. And the scenario I'm trying to draw up is maybe you've got, maybe, maybe you don't want to let him buy dinner. So you buy it first. Um, what I'm trying to to paint here is that you've just rejected his skin in your game. Now, now there's nothing now, now, instead of a reciprocal relationship or instead of honestly him being equal to you in not necessarily the amount of skin in the game, but just having skin in the game, instead of him being equal to you, you've established him as lower. You didn't let him pay. Uh, you didn't let him put skin in your game. So now you're keeping him as lower than you. You're saying, I've got the money. Don't worry about it. You don't get to pay for me. Um, you're still lower than me. You can't afford this. Um, I'm going to pay this and you get to be lower than me. That may not be what your intentions are. You may know for a fact that this is his last hundred dollars. Okay. This is his last hundred dollars. And maybe if you know that you say, Hey man, uh, what if I let you buy me a couple beers? I'll get the dinner for everybody. Uh, but you cover everybody's drinks or, Hey man, I, I know you're, I know you really want to do this. I really appreciate you for getting us all together. Um, what if I buy dinner and you cover the tip because I know it's going to be a little bit easier for you. You know, like I, I, I really appreciate you wanting to do this, but what if I buy the dinner and you cover the tip or at the very least, Hey man, let me cover the tip. You know, I got it. Um, letting him put skin in your game without breaking himself, but you still have to let them put skin in your game. Um, you have to let them come over and help you fix your faucet. Uh, you got to let them come over and, uh, and, and rake your leaves, whatever it might be. Um, when you deny the service of somebody else to you, you're denying their skin in your game. Okay. And you know, if I, like I said, if I had to sit down on my own couch with my own psychoanalyzing myself, uh, I'm very big on having skin in other people's game too big, you know, and maybe not even in the right places, but that manifested itself in a long time of giving un unsolicited advice of saying, Hey, I'm very concerned with what you're doing right now. I don't think it's right. I think it needs to be done this way. Bad tactic, very bad tactically understand that um telling people that they're wrong to the to the face with honesty is not always the best tactic uh to put skin in the game but i do think for a long time not only was it a little bit of arrogance of me thinking that i was right 24 7 but it was also me really trying to put like invest in somebody else you know i that is something that uh i give credit to my parents to and and to my dad too is like investing in somebody else um, making sure that you've got skin in other people's game of, of being there for other people of paying for the dinner or going and helping somebody do this. Uh, I, you know, I attribute that a lot to my family. Um, I think about my gramps as well. Um, he puts skin in the game of others. A lot of times, um, nobody does it perfectly. 
my dad and my gramps don't do it perfectly. I don't do it perfectly. Uh, that's where the battle with ego comes in. I would say that all three of us <laughs> struggle with ego, um, as does everybody. Uh, but I watched people over and over again put skin in other people's games. And when you're a strongly opinionated person who thinks that they're right, that manifests itself in, hey, let me be overly invested in your game. Let me be, let me, let me talk with you about this and let me tell you what I think is right in your game. Um, and that's how I would try to put skin in other people's games. It's not exactly the right way to do it. We can talk about the tactics of that later. Uh, but that was me, I think, trying to put skin in other people's games. Um, a lot of times I would over ask for other people to put skin in my game because I was like, well, I can't. You know, if I've got skin in your game, I care deeply about your life. Uh, you've got to put some skin in my game. And if I can't get you to care about my life, well, then uh, do you want to come over and help me with this? You want to come help me with this? Or do you want to hang out with me more than maybe you're willing to hang out with? I would over ask like, oh, hey, man, let's go do this. Let's go do that. Let's go do this. And then I would get upset. If they weren't hanging out with me enough, I would be like, man, are you even like my friend? You barely hang out with me. And some of that is valid some of it's not um i was overly worried about it and at the very least i was i would get upset and i would be angry about it because i'm like they're not willing to put skin in my game here's a couple observations that really change the way that i look at it uh number one you can put skin in other people's games uh without pissing them off <laughs> imagine that uh and actually you know, they're more willing to reject your skin in their game if uh, if you do piss them off. So if you really want to have skin in their game, you got to do it in a way that they appreciate. So maybe that's not telling them everything that you think that they should do uh, the right and the wrong way to do it. Maybe that is cooking them dinner. Um, if you know me, you know that that's a big way that I put skin in other people's games. Uh, you will very rarely outmeal me. Um, number one, because I don't like to eat other people's cooking. Uh, that's a joke for anybody that understands, but, um, no, I appreciate meals. I appreciate when people feed me. That's, uh, I, I traffic in effort. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that right now. Uh, the way that I view skin and game is just generally on an effort scale. What level of effort are you willing to put in? Uh, that is, that is visible to me effort. What are you willing to sweat for me? Not necessarily physically, emotionally. Are you willing to emotionally sweat for me? Are you willing to intellectually sweat are you willing to um physically sweat are you willing to come and help me at the house like uh i traffic and effort uh, something i've got to get better at is understanding that i have to give effort in the ways that other people appreciate it uh if they come over and they don't see you know a free meal as enough effort or if like yeah you're feeding me but also i've got a bunch of flooring that i need to do um Maybe that's the type of effort that they need. So even though it's effort, I need to do it in the effort that they appreciate, that they understand. Um, understand that people have different ways that they want to see skin in the game. It's kind of like the love languages. Um, I Again, I don't know if they've got uh, like a love language book for just friends, uh, but the love languages are very important. Uh, basically, all it's doing is saying, hey, look, some people like to receive that effort differently. Uh, and that's an acknowledgement that I had to, that I had to make. 
is that not everybody's going to see your efforts to put skin in their game as actual skin in the game. They may see it as annoying. They may see it as frustrating. Uh, they, they may just not want your skin in their game in that way. So find a way that they do and then put skin in the game. Uh, care about them. Put effort into them. Take risks on their behalf. Risk your time. Risk your body. Uh, risk being emotionally hurt for them. Um, do that for them in a way that they appreciate. Like I said, I, this is something that I think I, I think I had the concept down of the fact that, hey, we need to put skin in each other's game. Otherwise, this is meaningless. If you're not willing to put skin in my game, and if I don't want to put skin in your game, then this is meaningless. This is absolutely meaningless. Where I was missing it was, oh, I have to do it in a way that you really appreciate. Uh, and I have to be willing to accept the skin in the game that you're willing to give. Uh, it can't just be my way all the time. It can't just be, this is the way I want to receive your skin in my game. For some people, it's cash. For some people, it's uh, maybe they don't. And this one's a really hard one for me to for me to get, <laughs> to get over and even accept. Uh, and, I, and I don't think I should accept it 24-7, but because uh, I think it's a little bit of a cop-out sometimes. It's like, but, you know, well, even though we haven't talked in X amount of months, I still think about you a lot. It's like, yeah, I, I don't. That, to me, that's not exactly effort. <laughs> to me, it's it's not effort. Um, to me, for skin in the game, there has to be a certain amount of effort there. Uh, there really has to be a certain amount of work done. Uh, like I said, whether it's emotional work, intellectual work, uh, there has to be a certain amount of work done. And I get really skeptical when it's like, yeah, you know, my skin in your game is this this thing that seems to lack a lot of effort. But I digress. Um, I have to be okay with, I have to trust them sometimes of like, hey, you know, I've still got skin in your game. I'm still deeply invested in what you're doing. I just haven't been able to show it in this way for a while. And I have to go, okay, um, all right, that's not how I want to see skin in the, skin in the game. Uh, that's not how I want to be served. Uh, but I'll take it. You know, I'll take it. I'll be grateful for what I get. And I'm still going to serve you and put skin in the game in the way that I think it should be done. Uh, and you know, lead by example. If I think it should be a certain way, then I'm, I've got to lead by example. I've got to accept what they're giving me, and then I've got to create a better picture, paint a better picture of what I think that should be. Uh, so where this is going is, so there's a few things. Understand that that service, it shouldn't be a transaction. You should serve freely. I, I, I can't get over this enough. You should serve without expectations. That ruins family. When that That really ruins family. When a family level of service is uh, is done with friend level of transaction, uh, if family loans family two grand, uh, if if I loan a friend two thousand dollars, I mean it depends on what situation I'm in. I mean if I'm a millionaire and I loan a friend two grand, I whatever, like pay me or don't pay me. Um, don't take that seriously. Any of the friends that I listen to, they listen to this, <laughs> um, but you know like right now if somebody was like hey man uh i left my wallet we do this all the time my friends and i do this all the time hey man accidentally i left my wallet uh do you mind grabbing my meal yeah sure ten dollars i don't care like i literally don't care um for family depending on you know financial status and stuff like that uh that should be a higher number 
of dude i don't care if you pay me you pay me if not if you know if not not like say it's like a a medical procedure or they need 200 dollars to fix their car and you give them 200 bucks and you say hey man i know you need a car i know you're good for it uh there should not be that level that that friend level transaction if i were to give a friend 200 dollars right now i would expect at the very least uh you know something in return like come and i know you shouldn't i know i just said you shouldn't do that what am i what am i trying to say here uh i ex- i would expect a thank you at the very least uh but that threshold gets higher for family there there should be a higher threshold for where you expect it to be a transaction where you expect to be paid back for what you've given uh and what really ruins families is when you give service uh like a family would but then you have friendly expectations on that service again uh maybe you should expect somebody to pay you back but maybe you hound them like you would a friend or something like that and again i don't have this all i don't have this all figured out uh i don't and i would be lying if i said that i did but it's like i thought we were family you know i i thought we were family now you should never if you receive money from family you should pay it back every dime that i've received from family i intend to pay back but every dime that i give to family i don't expect it back I don't expect it back. If they give it back, great. Uh, but when I give, I give. Um, when I give, I give. And you know, it may be something like, I've often thought about like, what if I really did have to uh, give that money to somebody? Maybe I would expect it back, but maybe, maybe, maybe the best thing is for them to pay that back. Maybe it's a level of responsibility. Uh, let's say that I had to let somebody live at my house for a little bit. And they weren't doing very well, but they're not doing very well because they don't have a sense of responsibility. And so I say, okay, every single month, I really need you to pay me some rent of 300 bucks. Uh, me, I'm more inclined to take that $300, put it in a savings account. And after they've, you know, built their life up, uh, after they've learned to uh, behave properly, after they have learned to be accountable, uh, then I say, hey man, here's your, here's your cash. You know, like that's 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 service to me not hey man i'll lend you this money and if you gotta have it back you gotta have it back that's i mean that's a service in and of itself money that you need that you're letting somebody have temporarily that's a service in itself but it it just shouldn't come with an expectation you know what i mean I, I, like i said i know this is kind of breaking down because there's multiple senses there's multiple forms of service uh it, you know this this works better with with non-monetary service because money is so transaction you know is it transitory um transactional money is so transactional but if you go and you help a family member move there should be no expectation for them to help you move when you when you go to move there should be none um now for my friends it's kind of like dude I, you know i just helped you move for family no you know like because i helped you your family of course i'm going to help you move if i got the time i'm going to help you move um there should be no expectation for you to come help me move that's just not how it is. That level of service is higher. That benchmark to put skin in their game is higher because they're family. Maybe they're family because it is higher. I, I consider some people family that aren't my family. And it's because that level of service is higher. That level of service that I would give them and that they would give me is higher. And I consider them family. Again, I don't have this worked out, but just understand that, understand the economies of service. Understand the economies of service that, not always a price tag on everything, but 
it's life works much better when when both people are committed to that service to one another like i said the next thing is um understand how people want to be served understand how people want you to put skin in their game uh really really try to hone in on that um just because you have a certain love language just because you have a certain expectation for service of how you'd like to receive service doesn't mean that's how they want to receive it excellent excellent point i like a lot of words of affirmation i think my wife might too um i would and this may be an ego thing but this is just the way i am i would much rather hear you deserve the gift than almost to receive the gift um honestly i would much rather say you know hear my wife say you deserve this than for her to say here's this um it's it's almost equal it's almost equal um to you know for my wife to say i'm grateful for this therefore you deserve this uh than just to get the gift uh, i i like those words i like it when when she tells me you've done a very good job today uh you've done this 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 and this uh you deserve this 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 and this uh i like that um makes me feel good when somebody vocally puts the thought puts the effort into telling me that i've done a good job like that a lot that may not be the way my wife likes to receive it my wife may like to receive gifts or my wife may like to receive the acts um maybe it's not a gift maybe it's an act maybe she cares less about being told and maybe she cares much more about doing something about it you know it's like hey i know you've had a really hard day and uh and i appreciate that maybe she's like yeah I get that, but will you um, cook me dinner or whatever it might be? Um, People have different ways that they like to receive service and that they like to receive skin in the game. Um, For friends, it may be, uh, it may be that they don't give a hot damn about the dinner that I'm cooking. Um, It may be that they don't care. They, (laughs) I mean, they do, they're thankful um, but it may just be that's not how they they don't see that as as risk or um, whatever it might be. They care about the fact that they've got a floor that they need to put down and that I should go over there and help them put this floor down. And that's what they want to see. That's that is skin in their game because that's what they're concerned with right now. Uh, they've got, you know, I, I think about this a lot because uh you know, it it was funny uh, back when I had a roommate, Scott. Um, it was kind of a revelation because, you know, and it's funny he he's got a nice sound system. So Scott, don't take this the wrong way if you listen to it. Um, I I knew a little bit about the sound systems and like the good radio, and of course you want a Kenworth and you want some kicker subs or uh, you want a Pioneer and then uh, get some Rockford Fosgates and you got to have this level amp, this level amp. Um there was a time there when Scott was looking at new subs and I was like, Oh, I can put skin in his game by helping him pick which, which one is the best. Scott didn't really care about that. Scott knew what he wanted. Scott had a budget in mind. Um, Scott already literally had the stuff ordered. So me putting skin in his game was not going to please him. If I was sat there and discussed all the different options that he could do and what is best, like the products that are best. I dive into products. Um, I love looking at specifications of products, pocket knives. Um, I love geeking out about certain aspects of certain things and figuring out which one is the best. That's not the way that Scott wanted skin in his game when it came to his speakers. It's not the way he wanted it. 
quickly realized that he didn't care. Um, however, when it came time to put them in, um, I did know how to do that. And I don't know if Scott knew or not. I'm sure. I mean, he's very mechanically inclined. Um, he could have done it without me, but, uh, that's where I really put skin in the game is I, we, we spent like all weekend and it, it's funny. We tell the story all the time, but it was a disaster. I mean, it was an absolute disaster. Uh, somebody who they, they literally had ethernet cords, uh, running to his speakers. So it was like ethernet cords that they had connected three of the strands and then ran them to his back speakers, like ran one ethernet cord to the back speakers. And then connected the same three to the back speakers instead of using speaker wire. Um, it was just, it was, it was awful. And, uh, we spent a lot of time and I burnt the hell out of myself in the back of his suburban. Uh, and I don't, I don't keep bringing it up to, it's a funny story. I don't like bring it up to hold it over his head or anything because we've, we've had many of such transactions since then where we've helped one another. But, uh, me, that was one of my first realizations of like, Oh, he didn't want skin in the game the way that I wanted to give it. He wanted skin in the game in the way that, uh, that, that he really needed it, which was to help him put his sound system in. And now we both have pride in the sound system. Um, we both have skin in the game of that sound system and the sound system is important to Scott. Um, that's how he wanted skin in the game. Um, to me, that was a big revelation for me. I don't know. Everybody, everybody's probably like, well, duh, you know, like, duh, he already had the stuff bought. Well, it's like, I, I didn't, I didn't register that because that's how I put the effort in. That's how I was like, oh, the way I put effort in is by researching everything and, and getting it all good. And again, it's not to say that he's got a bad sound system. He's got a sound system that it sounds really good. Uh, to be honest, he, Proved me very wrong. It's held up. Um, <laughs> um, his radio does very well. I, I think so. Anyway, I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a while about it, but um, it works and it works good. I hear it when he comes down the road. Um, he's got a good sound system. I was able to put skin in the game, not in the way that I wanted to, uh, but in the way that he wanted it. And now there's skin in the game. That's what I'm trying to describe. Understand how people want you to put skin in their game. And then the last point, the, oh, and you have to be willing to accept that. Um, I'll, I'll use Scott again since he's my, my guinea pig for today. Um, it may be that I wanted skin in the game in this certain fashion. I can't, I can't even really think of an example for this because uh, Scott's pretty easygoing. But maybe I wanted skin in the game in this way. And Scott didn't want to give skin in the game that way. He wanted to give it a different way. And so I had to go, okay, um, look for opportunities for him to put skin in the game. And when I think, when I say, okay, I think that's him putting skin in my game, be willing to accept that. Uh, be willing to take that and say, hey man, you're trying, you're putting effort in, you're taking risks for me, even if it's not exactly the way I want it, um, even though I would rather you do this, uh, I'll take it and I'll be grateful for it because you're trying to put skin in my game and I'll take it as that. Uh, and then over the years, you can learn about each other. You can say, oh, uh, you, you might be able to mention, hey, buddy, you've done this, you know, for me for like 20 years. I really don't like that. <laughs> like, like, I understand you mean well, but not really a fan, actually. Um, I don't like doing this. Um, can we not do that? And after 20 years of him doing it and you accepting it and you doing other things, he's going to go, Oh man, you, why didn't you say something? You know? Um, 
it works like that in marriages a lot as well. Uh, like I can't even think of, I'm having, it's not that I'm even hiding the ball. I would tell you, um, if I had like some good examples, but, um, it's just like, Hey, I, I don't really, actually, I don't enjoy that really at all. Um, appreciate you. You know, we've got skin in the game and I appreciate it greatly. And I'm very grateful for it. But if you would just do this a little bit differently, <laughs> that would really, really help me out a lot. Um, I know there's probably examples with my wife, but this isn't a one flesh podcast and I can't bring them to my brain. Um, but you know, some of it is like, she knows that I don't like her just completely making decisions without me. A lot of the times, um, that I like to be informed on some things like how do, how am I trying to, I don't like it when things go wrong and I don't know about it. Uh, when things go wrong and I don't know about it, but also that doesn't mean that I want to make every single decision for her. And so it's like, she'll overcorrect and bring everything to me. And I'm like, look, I understand you're, you're trying to do this as a service to me to bring everything up to my attention. I don't like that. Go start making some of your own decisions. Uh, that sort of thing of like, they've been doing this for you. They're trying to put skin in your game. Be willing to accept that. Be grateful for that. And eventually you mold each other into putting skin in the game perfectly for one another. Uh, and then the last thing is be willing to to accept any skin in the game. Um, you know, there's a level of pride of not being willing to, to do service for somebody else. Saying, no, I'm better than going and putting flooring in. Or... I'm better than going and helping trim trees or it's, it's below me to, to, uh, you know, I, I don't need to go and, and help these children do this. Um, ugh, that's, that's below me. I've got my own, my priorities are more important. Uh, the stuff that I've got going on, my business, uh, my podcast, my, my working out, that's more important than going and helping somebody else. That's a level of pride of I'm not going to serve. It's also a level of pride to refuse to be served. Um, it's also a level of pride to go out to dinner. And if somebody wants to buy your dinner and you say, no, I'm not going to let them buy that dinner. Again, what are you saying? You're saying that they can't put skin in my game. I've got too much money to let them buy dinner. Um, they don't have as much money as I do. I'm not going to let them buy dinner. Um, I've been known to do this and sometimes there, sometimes it is worthy of fighting for the check. Typically I'll do it once. Typically, if I think that I want to pay for somebody, I'll say, I got it. Or, you know, I'll put my, put my card up there. And then if they say, no, absolutely not. And I go, are you sure? And they say, yeah, no, this is my treat. And I go, okay, walk away, <laughs> have at it, dude. You know, the, the big receipt fights, sometimes they're fun. Sometimes they're not, but the big receipt fights, I'll fight you once. I'll fight you once. But if you really want to put skin in my game, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Um, if if we go out with intention of you paying for dinner, if you say, hey, I'd like to buy you dinner, don't expect a fight from me. Uh, don't expect a fight from me. And and while if I know your situation, while I'm not going to go and order the, the $40 ribeye, um, I'm not going to eat a salad either. <laughs> you know, like to me, it's like if you're, if you're buying a meal, the way I would put skin in your game is to buy you, you get what you want. Like you get something reasonable. You pay as if you were paying because I'm paying. So when I go out with people for dinner, uh, don't expect me to get a salad that costs $7. I'm, I may get the fish 
because you're putting skin in my game. Um, that's, that's how it goes. You must be willing to accept skin in the game. You have to be willing to give people an opportunity. Um, you have to be willing to, to give people a piece of yourself. And let's talk a little bit about, I, I told you I'd be able to drag this on. We're already in an hour. Let's talk a little bit about some of the reasons that I feel like people don't allow others to put skin in the game. Um, you're scared of that transaction. Uh, sometimes I know for myself, it's that I don't necessarily actually, I'm not you call a spade and spade. I'm really not bad about this. Um, that, that's what I will say is I don't, even though I ask a lot for others to put skin in my game, it's very rarely, uh, it, it's very rarely with the expectation that they have to, or how do I put this? When I put skin in other people's games, it's very rarely with an expectation that they turn around and give it back. When I when I cook somebody dinner, I don't expect them to go buy me dinner, but I do expect them to like answer answer my calls, you know. Um, or if I invite somebody over, I expect them to invite me to their cookout, uh, that kind of thing. And if they don't, then it's water under the bridge, and we'll move on. And if you know, it's the 10th cookout in a year and I'm still not invited. Well, then you might not get invited to my next cookout. Um, just because it's like, well, then what's, what's the deal here? I, I can, there's a spot for somebody else at the table who might be willing to actually start a friendship. Um, but what, what am I trying to say here? Um, you might, uh, if you, if you're rejecting skin in the game, let's, let's do this. If you've just rejected skin in the game, why might that be? You may be scared of the transaction. You may be scared that you have to do something else for somebody at some point. Uh, if somebody offers to give you something and it's a nice thing and you could use it, um, you might be a little bit scared of what's to come next. You might say, I don't really want to help them in the future. I, I don't. Um, whatever they have to come and need help with, I don't really want to help them. So I'm not going to accept this gift in anticipation of them needing something in the future because people always need something. There's always an area that you can help in. So maybe you're just denying that transaction in the future. Um, if you don't want skin in the game or, or if you're denying somebody else's skin in the game, it may be because you're, you don't want to be held accountable to whatever expectations come with that skin in the game. You know, if you're given a gift, um, for me, I, I, when I give gifts, I, I like to give pocket knives. I love to give pocket knives. Number one, because I know a lot about them. Uh, number two, because a lot of other people don't know about them. Um, a lot of people don't care about pocket knives. They just go and they buy a $20 cheapo knife and it's going to be dull forever. Uh, forever it's going to be dull. When I give a pocket knife, I have a, a couple expectations that I make known of that gift. It's that, um, yeah, man, if I give you a pocket knife, like I expect you to treat it with respect. Um, I expect you to to use it hard respectfully. Uh, I don't expect it to just, you know, be thrown on the ground and, and mistreated. I don't expect you to use it like a screwdriver because that's not, that's not fair to the knife. Um, the knife is a tool. You should respect the tool, but also I don't, you know, if, if you treat it with so much reverence that you put it up on the shelf forever, I can get, I can get by that one. But also I tell guys when I give them pocket, knife, like use this, I expect it to be used. I expect you to carry it. You know, like I expect you to use the knife. That's why I give it to you because you use the knife. Um, I expect you to keep it sharp. That's part of the respect of like, if it needs sharpened, you know where to get it sharpened at. I'm right here. <laughs> you know, like 
I expect you to keep it sharp because otherwise it's useless. I'm not giving you a paperweight. I'm giving you a tool. Um, expect you to keep it sharp. And so like when I give a pocket knife, there are certain expectations. And if people don't meet those expectations, it's not like I'm like, well, what about that knife? Give me my money back. No, it's that I think that pocket knives are, are great. And I think they should be treated with respect. And when I give that, that comes with the expectation of treating them with respect. Um, there's no expectation to reciprocate. You don't have to give me a knife back. Um, the expectation is treat it with respect. Treat this gift with respect. Uh, and I think that everybody knows that when there is skin in the game, there is some sort of expectation along with it sometimes. You, you expect respect. So if you give somebody a gift, you expect them to either use it or get some sort of value out of it. You expect them to say thank you. Um, a lot of people that reject skin in the game, they're scared of being held accountable to those expectations. Uh, I think that's very true. You know, if somebody, you know, like I, I say this all the time, uh, Jonah bought my first gym membership. Uh, I don't think it was the first one I ever had, but, uh, he bought my first months at Zach's membership or at Zach's club, my first month's membership at Zach's club. I made more than Jonah. I, th- I don't know if I made more than Jonah or not. Uh, it doesn't matter, but it, it kind of did in the fact that neither, like, it wasn't like he just had a whole lot more money than I did. Uh, he had a little bit more debt. He didn't have a girlfriend, that kind of thing. But, um, he, uh, he bought my first month and a lot of people would say no to that. They would say no because of the level of accountability that comes with that. If, if somebody buys your first month's gym membership, you should probably go to the gym with them for at least a month one would think um that's kind of an unspoken expectation why are they giving you this gift why are they serving you in this way because they see it valuable that you go to the gym and with that comes the expectation of hey you need to go to the gym with me a lot of people are scared of being held accountable i took that gift i said you know what if that's the level of skin he's willing to put in my game of me being healthy then the least i can do is to be held accountable to what comes with that gift Okay, so last point, and I'll close it with this because I've got other things to do today. Be willing to accept other people's skin in the game. Don't have too much pride uh, to accept somebody's skin in the game. Accept that dinner. When somebody comes over, accept that dinner. Uh, when somebody, when you go to somebody's house and they say dinner's free, accept that. You may offer to pay. You should. Um, if I go over, hey, do you want a Venmo for this? No, man. No, no, it's free. Are you sure? Yeah, man, it's free. You don't Venmo anyway. You let them put skin in your game. Um, You let them, it's this open admission of, hey, I'll let you take this risk for me. And in return, if you need something later, I got you. Um, Be willing to let people put skin in your game. Um, I know I've said that phrase a lot. It's very important. Um, Be willing to serve. Be willing to be served. So guys, I think that's all I've got. For today, uh, something that was brought up uh, earlier today in Sunday school, something that I've noticed a lot in my life, uh, something, like I said, that I've done wrong in the past, something that I'll continue to do wrong, something that I'll need to get better at, something that I have gotten better at is understanding this economies of service. I clearly don't have it all figured out, and I'll be first one to be willing to admit that. Um, But uh, I know I've come a long way uh, just in my own understanding of it. And once you, once you really understand this, it, it, it's, it's a wonderful world 
to live in once you really understand this. Um, you're a lot less scared to ask for a favor because you're not scared of the ramifications of that favor. Uh, you're much more willing to accept gifts because you're not scared of the ramifications for those gifts. Uh, you give more freely and you accept more freely. Uh, the ability to accept a gift is almost as important as the ability to give one. So guys, that's all I've got for you. Tune in on Wednesdays uh, for the One Flesh podcast. Tune in on Sundays for the Purpose podcast. Hopefully we'll have a guest for you next uh, next Sunday. Uh, go like and follow me on Instagram at the underscore purpose podcast. Uh, go share the show. Give a like, give a review. And I appreciate it, guys. We'll catch you later.